0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome back to the Faith Roots podcast. We're talking about the children's ministry of Jesus. We left you... In Matthew 18, we talked about the first five verses. Now I want to go to verse 10, and this is really important. Here's what Jesus said. He said, take heed. When he says take heed, he means I'm going to warn you about something. So that's what he means here. He said, I want to warn you about something. Don't despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Now here Jesus talks about, uh, how important it is to not mistreat one of these little ones that believes in him. He warned his disciples against offending the angels of little children. Now, I want to say a few things about angels. First of all, they are not omniscient like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit know everything. Angels don't know everything uh, concerning the second coming of the Lord. Matthew 24, uh, 36, rather, Jesus said, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So he makes a contrast between the limited knowledge of angels and the knowledge of the Father, which is unlimited. Uh, Psalm 103, verses 20, 21, 22, this is the job of the angels. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now the scripture says here that the angels have been given the assignment of carrying out the word of God. If you want to see the angels hearken to your voice, then you speak the word of God and you believe the Word of God, and the angels will cooperate with you. Now, they're not obligated to do anything that you tell them to do. They are commanded to honor the Word of the Lord. So when you honor the Word of the Lord, then they respond to the things that you're saying because you're saying what God said. These angels also protect God's people from witchcraft and supernatural attacks. And I don't want to Uh, make you so aware of demonic activity that it's all you think about. But there is an immense amount of demonic activity around us all the time. In fact, it's a blessing that you're able to function without the awareness of it all the time. I don't think anybody needs to be fully aware of it all the time. Uh, But there are times when the Spirit of God calls our attention to it so that we can deal with it. But the angels of God have been given assignment with us, to us, for us, to keep us from the effects of this witchcraft and these supernatural attacks. Now this is the story of Balaam, and he was a prophet, and he went to the dark side. And he was hired by the king of Moab to curse the children of Israel. Now when someone begins to speak negative words against you and uses spiritual force against you, that would be called witchcraft. Even today when people pray things for you that are against the will of God or they're not in line with the Word of God, that is witchcraft. So here we read Numbers 22, verses 32-33. The angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? Now, this is Balaam. I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me. The donkey was permitted to see the angel. And the donkey turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away, I would certainly have killed you by now. But I would have spared her because the donkey tried to to avoid the angel and turn around and go. And so this angel was sent by God to stop the effect of witchcraft. And that's one of the things that angels do. And that's one of the things that they do in protection of children is to stop the effect of witchcraft. Angels can tell by the face of the father when a child is greatly favored by God before that child has done anything. For instance, the angels knew that Christ was going to change the world even when he was just a newborn. Hadn't done anything yet, but they knew he was going to change the world. Now, I want to read to you from the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, and... uh, this is a contrast between Jesus and the ministry of the angels, and here's what it says in verse 5. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Because in, in the day when Hebrews was written, there was a lot of angel worship, and it was misplaced. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And, and so the writer of Hebrews is saying, where did God ever say that to any angel? But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says this, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. So he shows us that the angels came in and they worshiped Jesus, even when he hadn't done anything, all of them. Luke chapter 2, let's read it. It's a fascinating study. It's the angels of God who appear when Jesus is born, the night that he was born. I'm going to read in verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. "'Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord, just a single one, appeared before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid.' Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Apparently, angels have a terrible countenance. And when I say terrible, I don't mean that it's frightening, or they have scary faces. Um, They are awesome to behold. There is something about them that is just shocking when you see them, it's just overwhelming. Because Mary, the the time she saw the angel Gabriel, immediately fell into fear. And the angel, again, here is dealing with his people because they have fallen into fear. And they had to say, to the people that were beholding them. Don't be afraid. So he said, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with this angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Now, in other words, the angels were praising God on this occasion more so than at any other time in the history of creation. Never did they worship God like they did here. They say, glory to God in the highest. This is the biggest thing God's done. We worship you, Father. This is the biggest thing you've done. What was a baby is born. And even though that baby has not done anything yet, these angels know by looking at the face of the father, there must be a look in the eye of the father that an angel can see the favor and the future of a little child. Wow, they can see it. And so those angels that are sent to minister to those children and to watch over them, they know the future of those children simply by looking at the Father. They can see favor in His face. And though the baby Jesus had yet to do nothing, as the incarnate Christ, the angels could tell by the Father's face, He's going to be magnificent. I can tell you this, don't ever overlook a child. I know when I went to church with my grandma when I was a little kid, nobody thought anything great was going to come to me. I was in a two-parent, or I mean a single-parent home. My mother was an alcoholic. We didn't have nice clothes. Uh, I had really shoddy clothes compared to all the other boys who went to Sunday school. Um, There were things wrong with my shoes. I tried to hide the fact that the seams were coming apart. Uh, But it, it was a sad state of affairs for me. And I'm sure there were a lot of people who felt sorry for me. This was a church maybe of 200 people. Listen to me. There was nobody there, not a soul, that looked at me when I was that age and thought, this young kid is going to grow up and pastor a church that's going to number over 10,000 people someday. There, nobody thought that. Can I tell you this? Don't ever limit what God can do in a little kid. You don't know who you've got in your midst you do not know. Now, listen, had they known what I was going to be, they would have all been glad for me to be there. But at the time, nobody really paid that much attention to me. And they didn't really value kids that much. And it's just something that happens to adults. If I can tell you one thing, it's this. Respect little children. Treat them with honor. I didn't say you had to indulge every little whim they have. I don't believe in that. But you treat them with respect because they're not your children. They are your brothers and sisters in Christ, and that will be your longest relationship with them. That's all the time I have for today, but I'll pick up here tomorrow. Hope you'll join me then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com.